Today I will try in English. How about that? Be patient with me, okay? Um, yeah, and open the Word of God in Matthew 13, verse 44. Matthew 13, verse 44. And you can read for me. It's, it's there in front of you. Are you ready to read in front here? Okay, go ahead. Amen. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field, which a man found and covered up. Then his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys by the field. Matthew 13, 44. Today I would like to talk about the hidden treasure. Parables show us different perspectives of salvation and this helps us to better understand our own salvation because it involves different concepts. If we can uh, give a short definition about what it's salvation or what salvation means, a short sentence, it's uh, not going to hell. What is salvation? Not going to hell. Today we are going to study the parable of the hidden treasure. We have all hope to find some treasure. Am I right? Do you remember when you were young and you dreamed of money? Well, there's a lot of people still old and dreamed with a lot of money, right? I dream, I remember, I dreamed of a pot away, a pot away of money. I remember it was follow this path and taking and keeping uh, these uh, coins, gold coins. Oh, what a dream. And I waking up, oh my goodness, still poor. But the Bible said the kingdom or heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which a man found and covered up, then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys the field. Hidden treasure. People have ignored Jesus Christ and his claims for centuries because he came as a servant without his divine attributes or position. People ignore Jesus Christ. He is the hidden treasure. Why hidden? If Jesus would have came in great power and glory with 12 million angels at His side and imposed Himself on humanity, everyone will have honored Him. Every president would come to give Him Honor from Trump to Maduro. The whole world 
will come to prize and glorify Jesus Christ. However, many will be two-faced and hypocritical about, about it. That is why Jesus came as the hidden treasure. He came as a servant. He left behind His glory and certain attributes and came as a servant. That is why Jesus came into this world simple, simply. He came humbly. Isaiah, Isaiah 53 and Philippians chapter 2 both tell us this. Christ came humbly. He came to serve, to demonstrate a very important attribute of God. Humility. That is why Philippians chapter 2 is called the kenosis in Greek, meaning the humiliation and exaltation of Jesus Christ. Philippians, Philippians 2, verse 5 through 8. Is there? Please help me read it again. By his own will Christ read himself in certain attributes. He left his throne in heaven. For moments, he left his omnipresence, omnipotence, and omniscience. He left this willingly. He took the form of a servant like human garbage, made like a man. If that doesn't convince you to follow Christ, then nothing will. This gives us no room to argue. Intellect, social status, looks, or whatever. It doesn't work because my Creator humbled Himself. Jesus was the example for humility. Nowadays, we have fakers, politicians, hypocrites in the courts. A show us show off is it's a person who likes to demonstrate that they know everything and do anything. However, when they are alone, they are a coward. Christ humbled himself, being obedient to the point of death, death by the cross. The world has ignored his claims. Instead, they have persecuted his followers. And even kill them. We are not far from being persecuted, brothers. We are getting close. This country is on the border of persecution. Our years are numbered. They will want to camouflage it as a racism or discrimination to the homosexuals. But we will be persecuted for preaching the truth. They are, they are tearing down statues of leaders that support slavery. They want to take our freedom. 
That's a real thing. Some of you will follow them because you are not of Christ. I only hope a few. If you are not safe, repent and ask God for forgiveness. The world has ignored the claims of Christ because He came humbly. We as a Christian, however, know that Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Christ commands us to preach the gospel to every creature. We preach the gospel to the people. But many don't want to hear about Jesus and they are offended. Very few are those that will be saved. Which a man finds? This refers to finding the gospel and the person of Jesus Christ in our Christian life. We were not searching for Jesus or his gospel. I sure wasn't looking for Jesus, but he was looking for me. We found him because he sought us out. To finding this treasure, we want to do whatever it takes to obtain it. Do you remember your uh, conversion? Do you remember? In the Christian life, it doesn't matter when you came to Christ, but rather what you do, do after, after you are saved. How you came to Christ is not glory or merit. After you believe in Christ, that is where there is glory if you are obedient. That is the greatest treasure we have seen in Christ. There's a lot of people who has big testimonies, big stuff when they came to Christ or was born. They see, they they say, "Oh, I saw this. Oh, that happened. This big stuff to me." But after their salvation, there's not glory because they live in life, Christian life, so dishonor Christian. Certain people disagree with the doctrine of the humiliation of Christ. For example, Arianism and Docetism. Docetism teaches that Christ was not human, that he was a ghost, that he died, that he did don't have the appearance of God because God cannot live, so they say, his privilege. The three, three characteristics that we already mentioned it. Then we have Arianism. Jehovah Witness believe and teach Arianism. They teach and believe that Jesus was an angel or a human being, but the Bible says otherwise. He hides again. This man finds the treasure and he covers it up. He wants the treasure. He had it again because now he must evaluate, evaluate his life. He needs to know what he will do with the treasure. How is he going to get the treasure when the land is not his? The land is not his and neither 
is the treasure. However, he has found, found something so valuable that it immediately controls him. So the process of evaluate, evaluating our lives and Christ's calling to see it is worth it. If Christ's calling is worth completely rendering ourselves to His calling and investing everything to His service. So the question is, is Christ worth it? Is Christ worth it? I have seen many that have despised Christ. Why do despise Christ? Now, if Christ will or came in glory, with, with what happened? This is a silly example, but I will tell you. I will mention it. Anyways, listen. If Michael Jackson come to our church, he is dead, he is in the hell, there would be no space in the parking lot. You agree with me? Right? Because Michael Jackson is an idol to the non-believers. But what happened if we bring Jesus Christ and people want nothing to do with him? Guess where they go, go when they die? They join Michael Jackson. Since they love him so much, they can spend time together. And I don't mean in heaven. He is in hell. You got it? You understand? This man finds the treasure and covers it up. He was so amazed and so surprised. And I tell you, dedicate to know, dedicate time to know Christ. Notice how He created everything, and He holds all in His hands. It is not mother nature. I have a God. I don't have a mother. I have God, a Father. Brothers and sisters in Sunday school, that is why I give you some homework. Study the Bible. Knows God. He is the Creator. This man finds the treasure, the Creator, the Creator. Notice how the Gospel is talking about the Creator. They the made Himself man and died for our sins. He hides the treasure and must evaluate. How do I make that treasure mine? How do I allow Christ to reign in my life? So that he may be the boss, so that he dictates, that I might marry, marry a woman who wants to live to serve Christ like me, to teach my kids to love the Lord, to teach my kids how to suffer for Christ and to live for Him. All of this because I have found the most beautiful treasure of all time. A lot of people 
don't see it that way. However, everyone dies, must give account about their salvation to the great Creator. Brothers and sisters, the only opportunity to appreciate that treasure, naming Christ, is now. It's now, in this life. Trusting in His promises. Luke 9, 23, 26. Let's see if uh, appeared there. Can you read it for me, everybody? Jesus said, if anyone will come after me, everyone should want to follow Christ. Everyone should want to pay the price. Everyone should want to humble themselves in their marriage. Everyone should want to be morally pure. No one should say no to Christ. Yet we say no every day. Am I right? That is why I raise my hand and tell you I want. I want to be humble myself. When, this is a question, when was the last time you humbled yourself before your authority? There's a lot of people who don't like authority. When was the last time when you humbled yourself before your authority? And maybe somebody here, here say, Oh, no, I don't want to follow Christ anymore. You have authorities in your life. And let me tell you something. The authority that God has put in your life tests the sincerity of your Christianity. I will say it again. The authority that God has put in your life, tests the sincerity of your Christianity. Authority tests, tests if you are sincere in your faith or not. When you obey or disobey, when you don't want to take instructions, when you are the owner of your life, you don't want to follow Jesus Christ. We have parents to tell us what to do and not to do. Am I right? Kids that control our hours, our free time, that tell us how to dress and what we can and what cannot have. The truth is, sons and daughters don't like this. Or everybody here like this. When we are 18 years old, we say to ourselves, Self, I am an adult. An adult. 
Nobody tells me what to do. Really? Who told you that? Culture? Schools? Government? Your friends? Who told you that? If, let me tell you something. Listen to me very carefully. If you live, if you live with your parents in the parents' house, that is your authority. Your dad and your mom. If you are a Christian, if you really truly believe in God, you will submit to your authorities. And that is your fault. If you buy some clothes or whatever they asking, it's your fault. It's your responsibility. If your daughter and your kid lives with you, you will put the rules in your house. It's your rules. It's your house. And they must obey. It's so sad what we've seen in our days. When a woman marries to leave the authority of their father, she finds herself with a man even stricter than her father, her husband, right? She thought she was leaving something difficult for an easier situation, which turned out to be worse. Men are still under authority. God put everyone under authority. Amen, brothers? Spiritual authorities which are from church, civil, civil authorities which are the government, there are authorities in work, authorities in schools. God made the authorities. And God tests you. If you obey or disobey, that tests you. If you really are a Christian or your faith in Christ. And the Bible says, if anyone, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself. What is deny himself? Doing something that I don't want to do to please God. Another definition. What is deny himself? Something myself, something myself to the authority knowing I am submitting to God first. Stop, stop thinking about myself to focus on the Lord. Being able to do something I don't do it to please and honor Jesus Christ. And the Bible says here in Luke, take up his cross. No once a year, no once a month. What does the Bible says? Every single day. No matter the suffering, the reason, the cause, the, his demands that you deny yourself. To everyone that wants to protect their lives, Christ, don't mess with me. I want to do me. Is this. For whoever will save his life will lose it. For what does it profit a man has gained the whole world and lose his forfeits himself? Brothers and sisters, everyone must die. Am I right? The Bible says, for however is ashamed or me or my, my words, I, 
him will the Son of Man also be shamed. And come back to Matthew 13. He finds the treasure and is joyful. This person is joyful to the treasure which they found. Recognize that Jesus is the true God and of the eternity and deciding to glorify Jesus. Don't lose your time following temporary things, but rather the eternal. I like sport, okay? I confess. I like sport. And this is my fault. My kids like sports too. And my kids like soccer. They like a lot of play soccer and watching and playing. And when they play in soccer, like a tournament, the tournament is uh, the weekends, right? Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And this is what I tell my kids. We're doing this because we just have or want something to entertain you or pass the time. We're not doing this because we want to you be a, a famous player, a professional player. What happened with these professional players? They forgot God. They forget God. I'm all right. So, you are a pastor's kids and will be in the church every Sunday. So, if we can go after church, we'll, we'll be there. Because God is important. God is the hidden treasure. He is my Lord. He is my Savior. And I hope is your Savior too. That is my explanation to my kids for sports. And I like sports. He goes and sells everything he has. This is the conclusion of his evaluation. He found the treasure. He took a coin just to make sure. He went to ask someone, hey, it is, this is real gold. Then he goes back to the treasure and start to count. There are 200, 200 thousands coins of pure gold. Each coin weights like four ounces. So let's say the ounce of gold is 16 hundred dollars do you do your multiplication I am a billionaire in one day now how do I make this treasure mine first step is buy the land right if the land is if the land is mine they cannot say anything if the land is worth fifty thousand and they want Want to sell it for uh, 300,000? I give them a million. I'm buying the land. Now apply that to Christ. How many of you haven't seen Christ demands as a burden? Oh, God wants to me to honor Him. Why do we come to church? Question again. 
Why do we come to church? Many who come regularly, faithfully, who don't tie, those who don't do anything to serve God or get involved in the church, they don't love Christ. They worry, they work, he did for his church. He's dead. Jesus gave his life for the church. They despise what the Christ did for his church. Are you following me, brother? Do you understand what I'm saying? This is the conclusion where one goes and sells everything. This is the conclusion on the evaluation of Jesus, worthy of giving for him. He buys the field. This person was once understanding the greatness of Jesus as God and man. He's willing to sacrifice everything to follow him. This is the emphasis, emphasis we must follow if we want God to bless us. Brother, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to sacrifice everything for Jesus. Don't be scared. He's not, he's not taking your word. He hasn't taken your health, nor your house, nor your car, or your titles. It is your disposition toward him. Don't be afraid. In this uh, month, the next month, right now we're praying, we're looking, the deacons and I, for a man of God who will be the permanent pastor. I mean, the first one, the intern pastor, but we're praying for the permanent pastor. And there are a lot of people, I hope you not, panic. Oh, what to do? What to do? What will happen? God is in control. Amen? God knows what's happening here. But if Jesus is not your treasure, maybe you left the church, and maybe you will follow temporary things. That's so sad. Your foundation is not Christ. So he buys the field. The man doesn't know where he got the money from, but, but he bought the field to obtain the field. Philippians chapter 3, 7 to 16 to explain about the field. And I will just uh, read a short uh, sentence. Verse 1 says, But whatever gain I had, I counted as a loss for the sake of Christ. We as a Christian bring a lot of witnesses to the gospel. Lots of hope. How many of you are here because you love Christ? It's a question. How many... Of you are here because you love Christ. Amen, brothers? How many have a wrong motivation for being here? The reality is that many don't come to the church for Jesus. I hope you are. I hope you, you come here because you love Jesus. What are you going to tell Christ when you die? Many will be ashamed. I have seen many take the easy path to run away from God to the cowardness. I, 
have seen many leave the church for insignificant reasons. I call them, they don't lie to pastor's angle. They have a marriage problems. They didn't like this or that. They have a, a, a problems with their kids. They always run. But listen, brothers and sisters, we must follow Christ with kids, without kids, with or without wife, with or without health, with or without, without work, alone or accompanied. Follow Christ until I die because He's my Lord and I see many wrong do the, dumble, the dumb things. It's so sad. It's terrible. There's a lot of Christians changing churches every time, every year. I hope you stay in this church. Verse 7 in uh, Philippians chapter 3 says, But whatever gain I have, plenty of things which we consider important, we came to Christ in ignorance. I hope you learn and grow it up in Christ. But there's a lot of people who it is important. Freedom. Freedom. We consider freedom important. That no one should tell us what to do or what to say. We consider privacy important. We have a lot of attitudes that get in the why with serving God. Verse 9 in Philippians 3 says, In order to know Him, to know Christ intimately. Let me tell you something. In the eternity, the only things there is, is Christ. In the eternity. Everything was created by Him and for Him. And if you find Christ or His work, better some, there is no place for you in the eternity. There are some who don't like to talk about God all the time or the Bible or spiritual, spiritual things. If you don't like, you need to ask yourself, I am really saved? I'm really, I am Christian? So why bother you when people talking the whole time and spiritual things? In verse 12, it says, not that I have riches already, not that I am perfect, mature. We will never reach perfect maturity. But we want to go in that direction. Amen? Because if you say, oh, I'm not perfect, I'm forgiven. And you always do bad things, just honor Him and don't bring in glory to God. Maybe you not say. And the verse 13 says, Certainly forgetting what is behind me. Like family. Family is important. But there's a lot of times when family applies a lot of pressure in our life. How much pressure or family applies in us? Our mom, our dad, or our kids. It is, they say, it is just too religious, too much Christ. 
If my kids say that, I don't care. I will follow Christ. He's my Lord. He, he goes first. One day you will die. Our king will not defend us when we are in the presence of God. But putting Christ first, that is our privilege. We didn't obey our family or blood. We obey Christ. We are not saying you should not love your parents. I am not saying that. I'm saying you should not before Christ. I don't put my parents before Christ. No, my sons. No, my kids. No, my own life. God is teaching me to put Him first. Through tears and suffering, I'm paying the price, brother. I hope you're paying the price too. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And my conclusion is this. My conclusion is this. I don't know how much time I have in this life, but this is my, my prayer for God. I want to you to change, to change me and the years I have left. So my question for you is, how many years you, you left in, for, for living in this life? Maybe 40? 20? 10? <laughs> oh, the, the Jew people here, maybe they say in 90 years? <laughs> but my prayer is this, I want to you to change me in the years I have left, maybe 40 or 20, change me to honor you as you should be honored. Brothers and sisters, He is a hidden treasure. Are you able to follow Him? Are you able to pay the price and give Him everything in your life? I hope you say Yes. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word, for your Holy Spirit. We are here because we want to praise you, honor you, and glorify you. Help us, Lord, to pay the price, to put in you in the first in our lives. And blessing uh, this congregation, blessing uh, every single one here. And I pray if is any, anybody here is not saved, I, I pray for, for them to recognize the, their sins, repent, and ask for forgiveness to you. Thank you, God. For everyone today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.